This Can Do Podcast is brought to you by Blake Albina Thoroughbred Services. Blake Albina is a full-service bloodstock agency and consignment company representing clients at every major horse sale in the country. For more information, call Ron Blake at 859-396-4836 or Hunsley Albina at 859-621-0800. Whether an experienced owner or a newcomer to the game, Blake Albina has the knowledge and experience to help you achieve your goals in the thoroughbred industry. I got the horse right here, the name is Paul Revere, and here's a guy that says if the web is clear, can do. This is Bill Duncliffe. I want to welcome you back to the Can Do Horse Racing Podcast, the podcast about all things horse racing. Some history, some handicapping, and some humor. This is the Big Score segment of our podcast. The Big Score segment of our podcast is brought to you by your friends at Endeavor Farm on Old Frankfurt Pike in the heart of the bluegrass. Every Big Score has its roots down on the farm. Boarding, breeding, foaling, layup care, and sales prep are all services offered by Terry Nickel and his team at Endeavor. You can reach Terry at 859-509-7035 or email him at terry at endeavorfarmky.com. That's E-N-D-E-A-V-O-R-F-A-R-M-K-Y.com. Thanks again to our friends at Endeavor Farm for sponsoring The Big Score. Leon Nichols of the Project to Preserve African-American Turf History and Bet the World Entertainment shared his Kentucky Derby big score with us a couple of weeks ago. This week, Jerry Fife from that team shared with me another Kentucky Derby big score. I'm going to have to start paying attention to what this crew comes up with at Derby time. It was a derby in which, thanks to a tip from Mom, what was supposed to be a coronation of a French super horse became instead a 17-1 upset with the triumph of a Pennsylvania bred who nearly died as a weanling. Along the way, Jerry and I talked about the infield viewing experience, or lack thereof, at a big event like the Derby, how what is now called Thurby has assumed the mantle Oaks Day used to carry way back in the day, and finally, we evaluated the local atmosphere of Kentucky Derby Day versus that of Boston Marathon Day. I hope you enjoy. My my big score goes back to um, 92, and it's it's nothing huge, but it's just kind of interesting. My now wife I was with, and we had gone to the Derby and with some friends, and we went to the infield. Well, I don't know if you remember 1992. It was about 42 degrees, Oh, and it had been raining. Mm, mm-hmm. So the infield was just a mud pie. I mean, it was cold <laughs> and, and windy and, you know, just dank outside. You know, I, and, you know, my mom has a friend um, who's in the bourbon industry, and they're always on the um, the grandstand side, and they've been going for decades now. And uh, I was talking to her before I left and she says, bet on Pat Day, bet on Pat Day this time. And I'm like, are you sure? And she said, yeah, bet on Pat Day this time. And I'm like, okay. So, and it ended up being Pat Day's last Kentucky Derby. Mm. And, uh, he wasn't the favorite. Not at all. Um, <laughs> I honestly can't remember who the favorite was that year, but, it um, was Arazi, I believe the French, the French yes, super horse. Yes, it yes, was. Yes. Yes, yep. it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, Pat Day was on Lil E.T. Right, right. And um, nobody was watching him. And um, I think throughout the day, his wagering was going anywhere from tw- or right around 20 to 1. He went off at 17 to 1. <laughs> and uh, I had, um, you know, we go, we go to the Derby and we have fun and, and we place our bets on the Derby and, and those kind of things. And 
that's the major race that I wanted to bet on. I really wasn't interested in, in a bunch of the other ones, but um, I went and placed $20 on it. And uh, everybody was looking at me going, really, that horse? You know, that kind of thing. And and uh, sure enough, um, you know, he, he starts taking off. Of course, we can't see anything from the Not infield. Not from the infield. I was going to say, from the infield, it's hard to see anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> we, got a, we got a glimpse going down the backside, and that was about it. Because in 92, they didn't have the big giant board no, going up no. over, you know, over the backside. So, yeah. You know, we got a glimpse, and all we could hear was, you know, this, that, and here we are waiting for the tote, the tote board to pop up. And like, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but um, what happened? What happened? You know, <laughs> and uh, he went, he went off, and and, uh, uh, and and it popped up on the board, and I went, "Are you serious?" <laughs> and everybody's looking at me, going, "No way!" <laughs> so on a tw- on a twenty dollar on a twenty dollar bet, I'm looking at about a three hundred and sixty dollar win. Yeah, and, and look, in, in 1992, you were, I'm, I'm going to guess you were probably uh, not yet a teenager, right? Is that right? Or maybe a little older? Oh, no, no. <laughs> no I'm, kidding, was, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, really. No, yeah. that was, that was what, 28 years ago? Yeah. So I, I, was in, I was in my early 20s. That yeah, was good money. Back in 1990, it's still good money, by the way. Let's keep that in mind, first of all. It's still good money. Uh, yeah, that's true. But when you're in your early 20s, that's a, that, that's a big deal. It, it um that race is really interesting because Arazi was obviously the French wonder horse, had won the Juvenile the year before at Churchill with a flying move. And actually, um, you probably didn't see this in the infield, but in, in the race itself, he made almost the exact same kind of move around the turn in the Derby. And everybody, including myself, thought it was, here we go again, you know. But he had not really had a whole lot of racing prior to the Derby, as I recall. And I can't remember... He had, he was coming in off some kind of layoff, and and you know that was I gotta say one of the things that cemented in my mind is the horse better be prepped up properly. You can't just come into the Kentucky Derby and expect to walk over the rest of the field. And uh, so, no, definitely uh, not. You're, and this was your mother that gave you this advice: bet on Pat Day, huh? Yep, yep. It's it just kind of weird. Well, you know, Pat, uh, I don't, I, yeah, I think this was the case down in Kentucky too. Uh, one of the great jockey, but. If anyone was critical of him, the nickname was always, you know, either wait all day or the head waiter, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, you know, uh, he, he, he bided his time and he picked his spots. Uh, but this spot, right. this spot he picked very well. Um, wow, that's fantastic. I, I Your story about being in the infield reminded me of the um, 2003 Breeders' Cup that my older brother and I were at. And... Um, I was already having a good day at that point. My older brother was not yet having a good day, and he was getting kind of down in the dumps. So um, I said, you know, in Santa Anita, you can go down under the grandstand, under the track, by a tunnel, and up into the infield. And they were having a lot of activities over the infield, beer stands and, you know, whatever. So I said to my brother, come on, I'll go buy you a beer. Let's let's go downstairs, go in the infield and buy you a beer, right? So we go over there, and um, the juvenile is coming up, and uh, I'm looking at the form. I, you know, I'm, I'm struck by these two horses, uh, Action This Day, who I believe had had throat surgery prior to the juvenile um, and had had stopped badly in his last race, um, but had throat surgery and seemed to me that, okay, was probably going to be breathing better. And the other horse I was interested in was Minister Eric. So um, we're over there, and you can make a bet over in the infield. They had plenty of betting windows over in the infield and everything. So I uh, I bet both of them to win in place, and I, I boxed them in the exact, right? So, uh, but to your point about not being able to see anything, 
the, the, they take off. They, there's no big board to see. Like just like you know, you said in '92, there's no big board to see anything in in, in 03. So we're standing on the far side, uh, you know, by the backstretch rail, and and you know, you hear the thunder of who's coming, and I'm I'm looking for my colors, and I don't see them anywhere. And I, I, all of a sudden, I see towards the back of the pack. I'm like last and next to last. And I'm like, oh crap, you know. <laughs> well, there goes Not that money. You know? <laughs> there goes that money, and. Uh, the race finishes and people are going crazy. They're yelling and screaming and everything. And and I, I, me and my brother are like, "What happened?" And nobody knows what happened. So we finally find a monitor. <laughs> we go over and we're standing there staring at it. And all of a sudden they pop up. First action this day. Second, Minister Eric and I, we 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 danced this drunken crazy jig. You know <laughs> when when it happened. But people don't appreciate that these days. That there's times when you you, you couldn't see the race. Depending, you know, if you're at a big event and I, you know. You couldn't see the race, and and no. <laughs> to have it come up just like that is uh, it's a special feeling, right? For sure, that yeah. is for sure. Yeah. So, uh, Jerry, do you do you still go to the Derby uh, every year? Um, um, no, we haven't been in a while with kids and other things that are going on. We uh, we do the Derby parties at houses and things like that now, um, and uh, it's just been you know just that that part of life. Um, just remembering that kind of fun is, is, you know, what makes things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and certainly even if you were to go to the Derby, my guess is you would not be spending it in the infield now, right? You would. Be, no, yeah. no, not this time. I did, I did go to the Oaks a few years ago with my daughter. She was, she was going to have some, uh, some surgery and as a, uh, kind of a present before, before her surgery, we went and then, uh, went to the Oaks that day and spent time in the, uh, in the paddock area and, watch the horses come through and, you know, watch them go out and uh, placed a few wagers that, that day, but nothing, nothing hit really. So, uh, but it's, it's all, it's all, it's all about the experience. It really is. Yeah, it's all about yeah. the experience. Well, the Oaks is interesting. When I lived in Cincinnati, I was there from 86 to 92. Um, the Oaks day was kind of like the hidden secret, right? Uh, you know, the day before the Derby, but the crowds were nowhere near as much as they were on Derby day, so you had you know great races that day because it was filled with stakes that day, but nowhere yep. near the the crowd size that you had for the Derby. But now that's that secret is long out and long gone because oh, you know exactly, and it's now now it's gone. Uh, what Oaks used to be is now gone into Serby. That's so right. Thursday that's right. That's the day right. that you go to, and you know it's just it's just the whole weekend is just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I so tell the truth that someone who lives in Louisville, are you are you ready for the derby to be over by the time it's over? Or have you had it with? The- <laughs> uh, well, the population of the city just about doubles during yeah. that time, so yeah. it's 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 a madhouse all the way around. But it's it's, it's a great. I, I haven't lived down there, um, you know, and I lived in Northern Kentucky, right? So you know, Cincinnati, like I said. When I first moved down there and experienced my first couple of derbies down there, uh, people from back home here in Massachusetts would say to me, so. What's Kentucky Derby Day like? Is it like Marathon Day? You know, Boston Marathon Day. And I said, it's right, like, exactly. It's like Marathon Day uh, to the tenth power. I mean, oh, it's not even any comparison, right? <laughs> no, no. It, it's it's one. It's you know one of those bucket list things that you tell people they have to do, and then when they finally come and do it, they're like, oh my gosh, you were so right. Yeah. So, you know, that and um, I've heard that uh, the Indianapolis 500 is one of those kind of things. So. Uh, and I think the um, infield scene is quite similar too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, it goes without saying. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Uh, uh, a little run amok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> well, listen, Jerry, this is great. That's a great story. Um, I love hearing about, you know, big winners like that. And uh, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. All right, Bill. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, we want to hear your big score story, too. DM me on the at B. Duncliffe Twitter handle, B-D-U-N-C-L-I-F-F-E. Tell us about it on the Can Do Facebook page or write to us at CanDoBillD, C-A-N-D-O-B-I-L-L-D at gmail.com. And of course, may the horse be with you.